this is my story and this story is important to me because it highlights my challenges my vulnerabilities my internal battles my successes and the mindset that i've had to use to get to where i am i struggled in school they wanted to strip you of your identity i was referred to a therapist i was never formally diagnosed i was just given ritalin to almost calm myself down unbeknown to my parents it was suggested that i was moved to a different school the school was more like a pupil referral school each and every one of us got caned for something that had happened at a time when i wasn't even there when i was 16 i left school and i floated around for a good few years and at the age of 25 i was sat in a dead end job and i saw an advert for a youth center counseling service but i'm now 20 years into that career path we need to be able to turn to some people to give us some guidance and i think it's important that these young people understand that Hi and welcome to Let's Listen with Kieran McBreen. My name's Andrew and I'm here with Kieran today. How are you Kieran? All good Andrew, thank you. And on today's show we have Alistair Dale and this really is one that you don't judge a book by its cover, do you, Kieran? Absolutely not Andrew. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with Alistair in the past and um not only is he a great guy, a great dad, but um a wonderful role model to to everybody out there. Um he's committed, he's determined. Um, and he's been through an interesting journey which everyone will hear now in the show. He has, but before we get into that, shall we get the shameless plugs out of the way? The book is still available, isn't it, Kieran? The Student Wellbeing Warrior program online is still available. And if people want to do one-to-one coaching with you, Kieran, where's the best way to do that? Yeah, my Instagram is very um very busy and that's at @cmbcoachmcbrain and then my website www.cmbcoachingandtraining.com. And also a big thank you to our sponsors for this season which is ISD Sports Science Medical Clinic in Dubai. Um going forward if you'd like to be associated with the show or if you would like to look at sponsorship options please give either myself or Kieran a line and all of the links all of the notes are in the show notes and you can find all the information there. Now let's get back on to the show. This is Alistair Dale. Alistair how are you doing today? Very well, Kieran. Thank you so much for having me. Um, first off, I want to congratulate you not only on your book, which has been a fantastic read, but also on this podcast, which I've been listening to as well. Um, it's amazing. Thank you, Alistair. Thank you. That's very kind of you. You've uh, you've made my day by saying that. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Alistair Dale here, who's a secondary counsellor in Dara International School. And we brought Alistair on today to discuss what well, we don't know yet I suppose Alistair so so give us it what 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 is your topic today Yeah I thought it was really important to discuss why I became a counselor um because I think it's as it is in your book this is my story and this story is important to me because it highlights my challenges my vulnerabilities my internal battle my successes and the mindset that I've had to use to get to where I am and I think that's really important looking at the young people that I work with and how important it is for them to know that not only they can turn to somebody that can support them but also that males can do this role as well i think it's really important to understand that within the industry that there are there are male figures that you can turn to uh, and it isn't just a female led 
industry that we're talking about. Fantastic. Alistair, over to you. Give us your story. Right. I kind of feel that this is going to be a bit of a therapy session for myself. So the best place to start is right at the beginning. Um, I'm a third culture kid. I was born in Tanzania to British parents, and I grew up in South Africa. Now, as with your podcast, where you noted that you found school really difficult, I struggled in school from the very, very beginning. School for me was not easy in the way that the South African system worked. It was very military. So basically what they wanted is that they wanted to strip you of your identity. They wanted to create carbon copies of who they believed people should be. And to do that, they created a system which was a conveyor belt. So it had a one, they had one way of kind of putting people through the system, which was to teach them and then get them to regurgitate the information that they were taught. That didn't work for me. I can't learn like that. And because of that, I went into school a very shy, a very timid individual. Because of that, and because of the fact that I wouldn't access education in the way that they seemed I should, I was referred out of the school to a therapist. Now we're talking early 80s here. That therapist decided that they wanted to put me on Ritalin. And Ritalin at that point was to subdue what was deemed to be behavioral issues. I was never formally diagnosed with anything. I was just given Ritalin to almost calm myself down because I was very distractible within school and within class. Unbeknown to my parents, it was suggested that I was moved to a different school. And the school that they moved me to would have smaller classes. The classes that they would put me in would be, from what my parents have told me, I would have more ability to interact with the teacher and get a better understanding from them. Um, but unbeknown to them, the school was more like a pupil referral school. And the way that they managed behavior was through corporal punishment. And I'll give you an example. I moved school midterm. So I left the school that I was in uh, about 10 or 11 years old on a Friday. And I started my new school, this pupil referral school, the one that was meant to give me the support and the help to kind of deal with my education. And I started that school on a Monday. I went to school on Monday and I was taken to my class and my class was lined up outside their class waiting to go in in the morning. The teacher came and marched us all down to the principal's office and each and every one of us got came for something that had happened the day before, uh, on the Friday, the week before, at a time when I wasn't even there. When I tried to discuss it or kind of say I wasn't here, it was kind of just put to one side and you will be pained and this is how it is. And I went through school with a very, with teachers that I felt had a lack of compassion and lack of empathy and lack of understanding of young people. Behavior was very much something that they put, put you in line using a cane or a paddle. 
Um, so at my earliest opportunity, when I was 16, I left school. I, I, I was dragged through school to the point that I was 16. I disengaged completely. Um, it wasn't until I left school that I kind of realized that I didn't have an identity. I didn't have, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. And I floated around for a good few years, trying colleges here, trying courses there, never finding anything that actually gripped me, anything that made me kind of question or made me kind of sit up and say, yes, this is me. You know, this is my identity. So I traveled. And traveling to me was an amazing opportunity. Um, I met people, I learned about new careers that I never knew about. Um, I started to find a little bit about who I was. And at the age of 25, I was sat in a dead end job in Leeds in the UK. And I was reading the paper and I saw an advert for a youth center counseling service that was looking for volunteers to come and work on evenings and weekends. So I applied for it and I went through the system. I went through um, doing my uh, introduction to counseling course and started working with young people on a voluntary basis and realized I was getting more out of doing this than sitting in a dead end job. And quickly I decided that I wanted to go to university. I'd never wanted to engage in education up to that point. I hated it. And I started actually wanting to learn something. And what I found is that when I went to university, I wasn't what all of those teachers said I was. I, I wasn't that individual that was uneducation, uh, not able to be educated. I wasn't that individual that couldn't hold down a good job or find some purpose in life. And what I found then is what I'm still doing now is that I'm still working with young people from disadvantaged backgrounds. From industries, well, especially in the UK, I worked with individuals from disadvantaged backgrounds. And then kind of, I'm now 20 years into that career path and I'm still using the same tools, the same techniques, the same wants and the same, I've still got the same drive and passion when it comes to working with these individuals. Um, and I think it's really important for young people to understand this, that, we need to be able to turn to some people to give us some guidance. And unfortunately for myself, I didn't have that when I grew up. And I think it's important that these young people understand that. Alistair, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I appreciate it. it's not easy. Um, and I've seen your work firsthand. You are an outstanding mentor, coach, counsellor, all the stuff you're doing. It's just, it's amazing. So, so thank you for everything. Alistair, one thing that stood out to me there was, I'd like to ask you, what would you say to that young man who maybe was getting refused by the system back in South Africa? If you were working with the young Alistair Dale, what would you have done and said to him? For me, I kind of look back and I kind of wish that I had someone like myself to turn to, to kind of just run ideas past. Um, someone that would tell me that there are other options out there. There isn't just this one directional conveyor belt that you have to go through to get from A to B, that you are worthy, that you are able to provide and present yourself 
as an individual and still give back to society and still be someone that other people can look up to. Um, you know, a lot of what I believe I went through as a young person was this constant knockback, not given the opportunity to, to kind of show who I am. There was this, this carbon copy that people wanted me to look like. And I wasn't that, and I rebelled. I rebelled hard. Um, didn't want to go into education. I made bonds with very negative people that kind of felt right at the time because I was getting the, I was getting some sort of a, a response from them, whereas the people that could have given me positive responses weren't engaged at all. Um, so it took me a long time to get there. It's certainly a journey, Alistair, and you mentioned passion and belief, and I, I speak to parents so often about this. You know, if, if, if there's no passion, if, if, if students, teenagers, whatever age, are being forced into something, if the passion's not there, they don't mm. get the end results. And this, this conversation comes up so often when students are asked to select subjects or even select mm. university choices. And it always have to, has to come from within, not from the parent. Because if the passion's not there, the belief's not there, as you said. And it's the belief and the, and the passion that's making, that's making you who you are. And you mentioned about your journey and finding yourself... Who are you today, Alistair? So today, um, obviously, I'm someone that puts a lot of attention on young people that are finding themselves a little bit lost. And for me, when I think that you feel like you've lost everything, that you don't know who you are in this life, I think the most important thing that you can do as a person is put everything to one side and focus on yourself. And this is something I, it took me a long time to get to grips with. And when I say focus on yourself, I'm talking about the relationship that you have with yourself, your physical self. So you're talking about your sleeping, you're talking about your eating, and you're talking about your exercise. But then it's also about the relationship that you have and the connections you have with other people. So finding those bonds, because at the moment we don't have positive bonds with people. We look at the negative bonds as the only bonds that we can actually kind of link in with. So we do tend to kind of fall away from that. And then again, it's about the connection with yourself. And this is about personal growth. This is about your self-awareness and your aspirations. And this is important because unless we know who we are, how can we present ourselves to other people to get them to love who we are as well? Because we can quite easily be led and we can quite easily take on other people's issues and other people's worries and wants when it's not actually who we are as a person. And I see this day in and day out. And I see it at a low level within school, but then within my career, when I've been working with high-risk offenders coming out of prison, I see it there as well at a much more severe level. And bonds to me are really important. And you have to pick and choose those bonds carefully because without those bonds being there for you, you do tend to, to fall the very negative behaviors and very negative mindsets. Um, and that could be going down the lines of substance misuse, could go down the lines of self-harm. There's many different sorts of bonds that we can have that are very negative. It doesn't just have to be people. Beautifully put, Alistair. And um, it's that saying of, if we can't look after ourselves, how can we serve other people? You know, and I have these conversations regularly, especially with parents 
who give, 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 give. And you know this, you're a parent of, of young, young boys. You know, if we're always giving, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. We have to fill our own bucket, you know? Yeah. Alistair, Absolutely. what's the common themes that's coming up with young people in today's society? The common themes that I see is a lack of resilience. Um, this is something that I see on a regular basis, that they are unable to, to be kind of told, maybe not, I wouldn't say be criticized, but maybe positive criticism is something that they struggle to kind of take on board because they see it as a negative. I think the forward motion for them is a very difficult aspect to kind of understand. And when I'm talking about forward motion, I'm talking about looking at a difficult situation and being able to work through it. We tend to revert back to our comfort zone. And I've seen a lot of this actually through the pandemic and after the pandemic, where students have become very accustomed to their living environments, their, their bedrooms, really. And then they come back out into the school environments. They've got to learn to reintegrate socially. And they've got to learn to kind of push themselves a little bit harder. And they're not willing to go through that because they're worried that that pain is going to cause them, is, is too difficult for them to actually go through. But the reality is, is that on the other side of that is, is an opportunity, is endless possibility but they tend to revert back and they go back into their comfort zone. And then it's a cycle. They come back out again, they test the water, they realize that something's uncomfortable, they, they feel a little bit unsure about something, there's uncertainty that steps in, and they revert back to their comfort zone. So this is where I'm talking about the resilience. It's, it's important for them to understand that to be able to get to that point of uncertainty, they have to kind of learn to manage the pain and they've got to learn to manage the hard times. And sometimes those hard times will knock them back. It is about, you know, two steps forward, one step back. But where they're going and what they're trying to achieve should outweigh and outpower the need to revert back to their comfort zone. Thanks, Alistair. The Alistair Dale, who was in secondary school, who maybe lacked belief in himself and lacked confidence, does he ever show up in your adult life? Absolutely, daily. <laughs> there, are, there are numerous days that I feel like an imposter, that I doubt myself, that I have internal struggles and internal battles with myself. There's still massive insecurity within myself. Thinking about working with young people and trying to help them and give them tools to get through these situations, I sometimes sit back and kind of ask myself, who am I to do this? You know, who am I to kind of give young people these tools or suggest that these tools are even useful for them. So that, that struggle will always be there. And that struggle is something that I will continue to battle on, on a daily basis. But I have a good support network. I have people that I can bounce off. I have my own, my own therapies to kind of support myself where I can reflect on things and I can process kind of my daily situations. And something that I kind of talk to my kids about on a regular basis is about needing to find something like that. For me, it's my gym. I, you know, that's where I go. Uh, it's my therapy. It's, it's a, a bit of my church. It's, it's kind of where I kind of, I feel better and I can kind of really deal with the, the uncertainties in my life and walk out feeling amazing at the end of the day. 
Alistair, thank you for your honesty there. Um, and I appreciate it's not easy, but, you know, I can certainly resonate with it. And so many people out there listening, that imposter element of, of our life, it's, it's always there. And we've always got this yeah. self-doubt. And we're comparing ourselves to so many people. But if we only knew what they were thinking and feeling, we may maybe feel less, less, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. I was going to ask you, Alistair, what, what strategies do you use to, to overcome this? But you mentioned your support network, you mentioned the gym, therapy, all this kind of stuff. Is there anything regarding your daily routines apart from the gym and stuff that, that work for you? As I was talking about earlier, there's, there's, for me, there's kind of almost like a three-tier system that I like to use. Um, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, which is about my relationship with my physical body, my eating, my sleeping, and my exercise my connections with people, my relationships with people, making those positive bonds, and in my own personal connection with myself, you know, my looking at my aspirations, setting my own goals, pushing that uncertainty and that pain barrier, knowing that if I continue with that, then I will get to a point where it becomes better. So almost learning to enjoy the process and knowing that any process that we go through, there is going to be an element of discomfort. And that discomfort you have to go through, but the end result gives you a lot more. And you were then able to grow and prosper and become a better person because of that. And that's a really good point, Alistair. You know, you mentioned about becoming better, not about success, not about winning, not about achieving, but just becoming better. And I think that's something that we all need to take on board. Just moving in the right direction is so important. And, you know, working towards the end goal and the journey itself um, is, is all part of that learning. Alistair, I've been lucky enough to see you as a parent and how you interact and engage with your own children. And I have to say, it's very admirable. I love the way you do it. For any parents out there listening, um, what is the key ingredient on being a, being a dad and a, and a successful dad? Well, thank you so much for that, um, for saying that. That's, that's lovely to hear. For me, it's about being present. I think you have a very small window of opportunity with your children. And I think that being present in their life and taking an interest in who they are, not judging them for their choices that they make, encouraging their creativity, encouraging their abilities, pushing their boundaries, is all very important when it comes to young people growing up. It might not be the boundaries or possibilities that you envisage, but for them, having someone behind them that is constantly being a positive influence in their life only kind of opens up the opportunities for them in the later life. So it is about just being as present as you possibly can, but also making sure that they feel loved and they can feel cared for. And for me, that is a very simple ingredient to put into someone's life. And with that, you can just watch them flourish. It's lovely. Beautifully, Paul Alistair. Thank you for sharing that. Alistair, what's next for you? I kind of think just trying to become a better person, a better counsellor, a better father. I just want to enjoy what I have. I want to see the young people that I work with flourish and become better in who they are. I want to be able to kind of give the tools that I use, which are very simple, to young people to actually get them to realize that even in the darkest times that they have, 
that they still have a choice. They still have something that they have control over. Um, because even when you feel like you don't have control over anything, you still have control over how you can interact with yourself and other people. And that in itself can make you feel like you've got control of something. So trying to better get that message out to people is kind of where I would like to go next and what's, what's next for me. And isn't this exactly what you're doing right now? So you're, def you're definitely moving in the right direction. Alistair, where can people find you? Um, at the moment, I'm on LinkedIn, which is probably the, the social media site of the site that I use the most. Um, but other than that, it's something that I think for myself, I need to invest a little bit more time into. So we're expecting some TikTok videos very soon? <laughs> um, possibly. We'll, we'll see how that goes, yeah. Fantastic. Alistair Dale, I want to say thanks so much. Uh, your story is phenomenal. What you're doing is amazing. And as I said, I've seen it firsthand and you are fantastic at what you do. So thank you very much for telling us your story and, and sharing your time with us tonight. Alistair, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Now, that was Alistair, Kieran. And I think I was really surprised by the level of depth and emotion that Alistair went into because... If you look at him on the Instagram that we, we put out of the clips of these, he's a big physically presence of a guy and, and you just didn't really expect him to go into that level of emotion and, and to have that backstory as well. It was really powerful. It sure was, Andrew. And I could actually see it in your face. Um, you, you just, you were, you were, you were shocked. Um, for me, as I say, I know Alistair and, and, and um, I find Alistair very admirable, you know. And I think it's wonderful um, for everybody, particularly young boys, to see somebody who's, who's into their physical wellness, their physical training, their, 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 his, Im his image with tattoos, all that stuff, essentially his whole, his whole package. But then to bring a deep, soft, emotional part of that personality, I think it's a wonderful combination and it's great for people to see. Yeah, and, and to have the, the mental strength to reinvent yourself, you know, and to say, no, I want to choose a different path away from what I knew, and the bravery to take that step as well. Absolutely, you know, and it, it, it's a great message to everybody out there that sometimes, sometimes we're putting a, a front on or a face on and, um, and, and eventually we find who we really are. And it's very important Andrew, that we're true to ourselves and that we follow that. We don't just follow what our supposed path is or what people think and assume our supposed path is, but, but just, just be yourself and be the best version of you and be true to yourself and look after number one. Yeah, wise, wise words. So that was Alice. That was, I really enjoyed that one. That was a really great show. Um, just before we go, to remind everybody... Um, the book, the online training, the one-to-one -one training. All the links are available in the show notes. And again, just a final thank you to our sponsors, ISD Sports Science Medical Clinic here in Dubai. Kieran, I'll see you next time. All the best, Andrew. Thanks so much for your wonderful work, as always. Take care, mate. See you soon. All the best.